0: Hello and welcome to the fifth podcast of the Health Policy and Advocacy Nursing Network, also known as HPAN. My name is Jason King and I am the Chief Operating Officer, Chief Nursing Officer for IE Health Morgan and the Legislative Chair for the Indiana Organization of Nurse Executives. As we start the second half of the Indiana legislative session for 2019, House bills now move over to the Senate and Senate bills move over to the House. Those bills that failed to pass out of the Chamber of Origin are technically dead for the session, In this podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about why some of the bills do not advance, how we as individuals can make a difference when we use our collective voices for a common goal of making Indiana a healthier state, and also provide an update on the bills with potential health impact that may be on their way to becoming laws. The legislative session is broken into two halves. Since last week was the end of the first half of the session, here are some reasons why a bill may not advance to the second half. Generally, any bill that has an impact to budget will not move forward in a non-budget year the legislators pass a two-year budget every other session. So in an odd year, like 2019, the General Assembly will focus on the budget for the next two years, 2020 and 2021. A great example of a bill introduced in a non-budget year was the Nurse Faculty Loan Repayment Grant Program, which was introduced last year. It was understood that the bill would most likely not move forward because it was a non-budget year, but introducing it last year allowed legislators to hear the topic for the first time. Bills like this are not usually passed in the year they are first introduced and may take a few years to be heard and to progress. Introducing this bill last year was a great strategy to allow it to have an opportunity to move through this year in a budget year. Other times, the bills do not advance because it is understood that they do not have the support in the caucus or in the other chamber. When bills do not have support, legislators do not want to do the work of advancing a bill knowing that it won't receive future backing. A great example of this is the cigarette tax this year. There was not a lot of support from the legislators for this bill to move forward, despite all the community and voter advocacy. The bill never received a hearing in committee because it would have been a potential waste of time to push the bill forward only to have it die because of lack of general support. Knowing why bills oftentimes do not move forward gives us, as nurses, an opportunity to see where the barriers exist. We can use the off months after the session to communicate with our legislators and be persistent. Meet with your senator or representative and get to know them a little. Yes, your legislator will want to meet with you in person. They want to know what is important to you, especially from your nursing perspective. Legislators are very open to meeting with the voters they represent, mainly in the off months away from session. Start to build relationships with your legislator and have them see you as an expert in your field. Just like other relationships, it is important to communicate through various methods, including email, social media, and face-to-face conversations. It will take them time to understand why these issues are so important, so plan on communicating multiple times and use evidence or personal stories to support your request. Persistency and advocacy will move the needle in the right direction for better health in our communities and our entire state. We know that big business, like the tobacco advocates, will be very persistent when it comes to advocacy. We cannot be intimidated or complacent, but we must stand up for what we believe to be right. We need to use our voices to paint the picture of a healthier Indiana. Who wouldn't want our friends and neighbors to be healthy? So we, as nurses, need to verbalize the why behind these initiatives, keeping the ideal future in mind. We need to build a bridge through advocacy to how to get there. When meeting with your legislator, help them understand why your point of view matters using simple language that is succinct. You do not want your message to get lost in a lot of additional irrelevant information. Create a simple document that you can leave with them that summarizes your main points so they may refer back to it in the future. Given where we are in the session, I wanted to give you a brief update on both the cigarette tax and bias crimes bill. House Bill 1565 was the original standalone cigarette tax and never moved out of committee. The tax could have been added to the budget bill, but it wasn't. Generally, this has not bode well for successful enactment of a $2 per pack increase. While not entirely insurmountable, it becomes exponentially more difficult for any cigarette tax increase language to be incorporated into a bill that is still moving forward. We continue to generate letters of support and other grassroots efforts in case the opportunity to revive this language becomes a possibility as the next session progresses. Most believe the state's April revenue reports will be a strong indicator of whether the cigarette tax has any life yet. If the report shows that the revenues are not coming in as projected and the state faces a potential budget shortfall, then fiscal leaders might look to this tax as a possible revenue plug. Conversely, if the revenue reports are strong, it is highly unlikely that we will see any increase in the cigarette tax. Senate Bill 425, which sought to increase the tobacco and e-liquid purchasing age from 18 to 22, also failed to move out of the Senate during the first half. The bill was voted out of committee but was reassigned to Senate tax and fiscal policy where it died. House Bill 1444, which taxes e-liquids, did advance out of the House and will now be taken up by the Senate. However, the bill woefully undertaxes e-liquids, particularly Juul products, which are popular with the youth. Early indications are that the Senate is interested in hearing this bill and changing the tax structure such that e-liquid vaping products are taxed in the same way to traditional tobacco products. Namely, advocates are stressing that these products should be taxed at 24% of wholesale costs, creating parity with traditional tobacco products. The Senate did pass a hate crimes bill, Senate Bill 12, However, this bill, as it was voted out of the Senate, was stripped of language inserted in committee that provided specific protections for race, religion, color, sex, gender, identity, disability, national origin, ancestry, sexual orientation, and age. Further, House leadership has already signaled that they do not believe they need a bill that lists those specific characteristics, so it isn't likely that the language will be added back to the bill. Advocates in support of delineating those specific protections are mounting a much more aggressive campaign during the second half of session. A letter was sent to the House and Senate leadership, as well as the governor, and was signed by a multitude of business entities, including IU Health. This letter was published by local media and markets across the state. Remember, the website for the Indiana General Assembly site is www.iga.in.gov. Here you can find your legislators and save their email addresses and social media contact information. This will make it easier for you to communicate with your legislators when you want to contact them when there is a bill that you are passionate about. If you do not know how to begin or want help, please contact me at jking at iuhealth.org, and I will walk you through the process. I'd love to hear feedback on these podcasts. Let me know what else you'd like to hear. I hope that you're not only listening, but also contacting your legislators to show your support or opposition to these bills. You can now go to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Spotify to subscribe. I will continue to update you on the Indiana legislation as we move through the second half of the session. You can follow me on Twitter at jking underscore IUH or email me at jking at iuhealth.org. As a unified team, together, we can lead the transformation of healthcare through quality, innovation, and education, and make Indiana one of the nation's healthiest states.